EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Hey everyone, we're back with EM board bombs. We're going to be dropping another board bomb here. Uh, myself, Iltafat Hussein, with Dr. Briggs. I'm ready to drop some bombs. Let's do it. Let's take Big a look bombs. at the stem first. <laughs> take um, you've got a 45-year-old male who presents via EMS after, after being rescued from a house fire. The patient is a known collector of IKEA furniture and especially seeks out the Swedish footstools for his living room <laughs> and floors, floor-to-ceiling uh, shelving. Okay, so this is really important because you know he goes online and apparently he, that's all he does. Like this is this guy is like an IKEA collector, uh, more or less, right? So it's a great use so anyways, of apartment space. It is. It is. Especially but the problem like with all of this. Yeah. Right. The problem, though, is EMS today, there's so much IKEA furniture that it just burned really fast. Uh, so that's uh, not that's good. Not good. Not good. Right. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, he wasn't doing too well. He was intubated at the scene by EMS after having uh, seizures. Oh. So his initial that's a that should raise a, you know, raise a thing right there in your head, the, the seizure part of this. So his initial uh, vital signs are heart rate 111, blood pressure 109 over 95. A pulse ox 93% on ventilator. Um, an initial lactate level is drawn. It's shown to be 9.5. It is not hemolyzed either. Um, is that normal? What is, uh, that is suboptimal is what I would okay, say. Okay, suboptimal. Uh, what, is, so, uh, what is the next best uh, course of management? Is it A, sodium nitrite? Is it B, hydroxycoalbumin? Uh, is it C, epinephrine? Is it D, sodium thiosulfate? Is it E, getting a chest x-ray? The correct answer here is what, Dr. Briggs? Oh, it's going to be our favorite hero of the day. B for B12, hydroxycobalamin. So I really love the stem here, um, you know, taking out, you know, the part that we try to, you know, pique the interest with. But really, you broke it down really well with a couple of key things that you mentioned um, especially, you know, with the house fire and the seizure as well. So uh, you're going to get into that and why that's important, right? Totally. Actually, Dr. Hussein, I'll bring up this interesting point. The IKEA furniture is a key part of this question. I wrote this, uh, yeah. not only to be funny, but interesting part about IKEA furniture. Do you know what IKEA furniture has a lot of? No, you're joking. I'm being really? serious right now. It has that a lot I did not know. <laughs> has a lot of polystyrene, and that's a fancy wow. word for stuff that makes a lot of cyanide <laughs> when it's burned. Wow, yeah. that is not good. So polystyrene and like the wood, kind of cheap wood. No offense to IKEA stuff. I love IKEA, but I oh, love it. Love it. It's a great, great example of of awesome, recognizable, horrible build it yourself things. I don't know about you. I always had trouble building the IKEA stuff at my at my apartment. Yeah, I always told my wife, you know, we just need to find someone to do this for us. Right? <laughs> that would be a great business venture. If this podcast thing doesn't work out, we could we could work on possibly going into yeah. uh, organizing an IKEA building. Business. I think the problem, though, is we do this for free just to educate, you know, the masses. We give the people what they want, right? And exactly. uh, so I, I don't, I don't, you know, we would just have to do that for free, too. So it would just be suboptimal. That yeah, would, I don't that would also own, be suboptimal. Yeah. You know? And if they catch on fire, you're going to die of cyanide poisoning. I know. But back to the topic. Back, back to the topic. To the topic. So Ikea furniture, polystyrene. Ikea, think Ikea, you think cyanide poisoning. At least that's what I think of. That's the world mm-hmm. I live in. So B12, <laughs> here's the answer. Hydroxycobalamin. Smoke inhalation is the most common cause of death in fire-related fatality. So any burn patient, the number one thing to clear is their airway. 
these patients follow ATLS algorithm. You need to check their airway, breathing, circulation, and especially fires in enclosed spaces. That is a number one risk factor for carbon monoxide and cyanide poisoning, the two most common toxins that are associated with cause of death in smoke inhalation. They are horribly underreported in this country. You know, you can imagine it's actually difficult to find out probably the rates in general um, with these patients. But you should always suspect one or the other or both in the case of smoke inhalation. We're going to focus on cyanide poisoning here, not carbon monoxide. That's a whole different topic in itself. But cyanide poisoning, remember that cyanide blocks all that biochem stuff that doesn't matter for this board question. It basically prevents oxygen transport, and it results in a slurry of symptoms that you would potentially see from like mild to serious. The mild symptoms, mild exposure would be nausea and vomiting, headaches, and then more severe could begin to develop cherry red skin. That's that classic skin finding, seizures like this guy had, and then respiratory acidosis with a high oxygen content in the venous blood. Those are probably the two biggest lab features, the high oxygen content in the venous blood, because remember that oxygen is not being offloaded as it should. And then that lactic acidosis greater than eight. I don't know many conditions, Dr. Hussein, that have a lactic acidosis greater than eight. I can't really think of many. Um, but this is one of those conditions that would have an extremely high lactate level due to the lack of oxygen offloading in tissues. So the bottom line of all this, you need to think about car, um, excuse me, you need to think about cyanide poisoning. I'm already thinking about carbon monoxide. You need to think about <laughs> cyanide poisoning in these three occasions. This is what I've summed it up to after reading about this all night. Altered mental status plus respiratory symptoms plus a suspicious history equals cyanide poisoning until proven otherwise. I like it. And suspicious, suspicious history, of course, meaning like a burn history. But yeah, those three things, bottom line, let's do it one more time. Altered mental status plus any respiratory symptom plus any fire in enclosed space or burn history equals cyanide poisoning until proven otherwise. So like all talk stuff, you're going to remove the patient's clothes. So if they had that option to remove clothes, I would have done that first. Right. That would have been the first thing to do after handling the ABCs, which EMS already did. And then you give the antidote. So there are three major antidotes for this cyanide poisoning. Um, the first one, sodium nitrate, that's never going to be the answer anymore. Um, pretty much every board site that I've seen is getting rid of that as an answer. Um, it used to be our main treatment, but the problem is it causes two suboptimal conditions. One, severe hypotension, not good if you're intubating and not good in general in a trauma patient. And then it also causes methemoglobinemia, which is also not good, especially if you have someone that has carbon monoxide poison. You're going to make it a lot worse. So sodium nitrite, we no longer give it. Don't pick that answer unless it's your only, only choice on the test. And I doubt that'll be the correct answer still. The last two are going to be the correct answers here. The part where it gets a little confusing, we're going to clear up. Sodium biosulfate can be a correct answer but it has a slow onset of action and pretty much you're going to pick hydroxycobalamin because it's IV, it's fast, and it has less side effects than sodium thiosulfate. So when given the chance, if you have options to pick thiosulfate or B12, you pick B12. I like it. And let's go through just in summary, because this is a great board question that there's, I mean, there's a fantastic chance you're going to see this and you have to know, you have to know some of the key words here that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so go through this again one more time and just totally. mention the buzzwords uh, for everyone listening uh, to remember. Totally. So remember cyanide poisoning, when you think of presentation, cherry red skin color, any respiratory symptoms, lactic acid greater than eight. And when you don't have any of that information, the best bottom line scenario is altered mental status, respiratory symptoms, and smoke inhalation that equals cyanide poisoning until proven otherwise. 
you're going to always remove the clothes first. You're going to handle the airway first, and then you're going to give the preferred antidote. The preferred antidote by far is hydroxycobalamin, B12. The second preferred antidote, if B12 is not an option, you pick thiosulfate. The option that you should never pick is sodium nitrite. That is the wrong answer. Right. And remember, cherry red skin, high oxygen content in venous blood. You can sometimes even see EKG changes like ST elevation on the EKG. Yeah, totally. But remember, lactic acidosis greater than 8 as well. Absolutely. And one last thing to mention, just because we're on the subject, I think we've just we're getting a home run. Let's get another home run. Oh, you're going to do an addendum. Is this one of the addendums? Hashtag addendum. This is a bonus time. Bonus right. bomb. Now it's time for a bonus bomb. Addendum. Yeah, Blake's bombs. There's a lot of bees there. Blake's, uh, bombs Blake's bonus addend- bomb. I, oh, man, we got to come up with a better name. Yeah, so hydroxycobalamin side effects. Could you name any? Do you know of any side effects of B12 when you give it IV this fast? Yeah, I mean, I imagine you know it can it can mess with your body a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Bilirubin, it messes with the bilirubin, um, increases in bilirubin, uh, magnesium, um, and then um, it can affect your creatinine. How does it affect your creatinine and uh, liver enzymes? So it actually decreases your liver enzymes and creatinine. Now, this stuff is going to be very. I would say a little bit less common on boards. The stuff we've talked about is high yield. This is again a bonus bomb. So this is the yeah. extra stuff that you should take away. And actually, you can take to real life because that is relevant. If you get B12, you got to watch out for these trauma labs that you're going to get on this patient, right? So right. the last thing that probably the most important thing that I've seen personally in people that have gotten B12, and it kind of freaked me out at first, is the pink discoloration of all the mucous membranes um, and all the skin and urine. So when this patient comes in, uh, I had a patient like this that came in with the, they were given B12 in the field. Um, and you looked at their urine output, they had a foley in, and it was literally like bright red, like beet oh, wow. juice red. And it freaked right. me out because I was like, oh my, like some type of urinary tract issue. And then thankfully one of our super uber smart pharmacists said, no, they got B12. And that's the pink discoloration. Um, oh. And I like to remember that. Think of, remember where B12 comes from meats. Um, and so I think of red meat and I think of red discoloration. It's a good way to remember it. Thank you. All right. That concludes the bonus time. What do you think? Anything else to add? No, I think that's it. It was a good topic. And now you know what you need to know for boards and cyanide poisoning. You know, the different ways that I might present, you know, the key words, uh, you know, some of the key lab values, you know, the interventions, and you know, uh, some of the uh, side effects from those interventions. Boom. That's a great, great EM board bomb. It's it's one of those perfect topics we don't see enough of in real life, but you have to know it for the board test. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Remember to subscribe. See ya.